0: Welcome to Authorized, Tertiary Tomes, a sub-podcast within Authorized, where we discuss books that are not novelizations, but similarly owe their existence to a film. Tertiary Tomes endlessly present life's only choice. Should your cousin shoot a gun? (laughs) Or should your cousin not? (laughs) Repeatedly, these books grapple with this timeless conundrum, which we have all faced, of whether to tell your cousin to commit attempted homicide or just to chill. Why Indiana Jones' child cousin has control of what his hands do and, consequently, what blood he will have on them is one of life's great mysteries. Tertiary tomes are crystal clear on one point. When a problem comes up, Indiana Jones is the type of guy to just start shooting. Unless you tell him to please (laughs) not. (laughs) we are your hosts a loose coalition of choosy adventurers my name is andrew
1: (laughs) and i'm hannah blackman indiana jones and the curse of horror island is a choose your own adventure find your fate book by rl stein it follows indiana jones and his young cousin you the reader as you attempt to raid an old dig site that unfortunately many other people are also trying to raid and they're mean. They're all mean.
0: You're the only nice. And robber. are
1: you though? You're shooting people left, right, and center. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Curse of Horror Island is part of the Find Your Fate series, of which R.L. Stein wrote four entries. It was published by Ballantine Books in 1984, and I think it's worth noting that right on the cover, <laughs> he's holding a gun. This book knows what it's about.
0: <laughs> I do not have that cover, but
1: oh. Your cover doesn't have Indiana Jones actively holding a (laughs) gun. No,
0: I, of course, have the second edition, a child holding the ebony dove, so.
1: I wish he was also holding a (laughs) gun.
0: Just, he's got two hands. What's he doing? (laughs) Our guest today, the host of the podcast, Eye of the Duck, as well as the creative mind behind the narrative fiction podcast, The Foxes of Hydesville, uh, which starred Carrie Mulligan, did you get to meet carrie
2: i did I, I should i should just briefly correct that I, I was one of the producers i was not the creative <laughs> mind uh behind it um the the show is written and directed by uh, uh a guy named sean christensen very very talented lovely guy who i work with um but yes i did meet carrie mulligan uh, much in the same way that i'm meeting the two of you um over zoom um we uh we recorded the podcast entirely remotely um, and, uh, I had the very bizarre experience of having to, um, remote control her computer to record her. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Carrie. Nice to meet you. Um, please let me use your laptop.
0: <laughs> that's actually not a bad trick. I should start doing that to people.
2: Why have I not thought of that? Remote, remote accessing their, uh, their desktops.
0: <laughs> well, when you get a guest that's really going, I don't know what recording myself sure, is. Sure, Yeah. <laughs> It's not a bad call, yeah. The name of the guest that we have, of course, is Adam Volrich, Adam. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. Uh, very, very happy to be here. Very excited to be talking about two of my favorite guys, Indiana Jones and r. l. Stein.
0: Speak on that. I'm assuming that like <laughs> like a lot of film people, I mean, we're all film podcasters, like a lot mm-hmm. of film podcasters, you love indie, right?
2: yeah, big fan of uh, of Mr. Jones, yeah. And all four of his adventures. Actually, yeah, um, we 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 uh, we covered them on my show uh, last April, and uh, I had a great time. You know, I I I really enjoy. I, I like sort of covering the sh- covering films the way we cover them on on Eye of the Duck, where we're sort of searching for, uh, much like Indiana Jones does, we search for um, the the scene uh, at the center of a film, and so it kind of forces you to think about a film in in terms com- completely unrelated to was that good or was that bad? Uh, and so in going back to something like Crystal Skull, a thing I hadn't seen basically since seeing it in theaters, uh, I just, I found a lot to, a lot to love, a lot to enjoy, a lot to just like have respect in the direction of. Mutt mm-hmm. um, Williams, all, all and... of those things. <laughs> sure. We love Mutt. But also I the, the other thing I, I found about it that I love so much was that it's just so damn George Lucasy and I like miss George Lucas. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> so what it just to spoil that
0: whole episode of your podcast, what's the eye of the duck for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of
2: the Crystal Skull? Ooh, what did I what did I say the duck was? I can't quite remember. I think I know that at the, at bare minimum, two of the scenes discussed on the show, uh, one was of course the moment where, uh, you know, spoilers, uh, the, the alien or, you know, transdimensional being reveals itself to the, to the crew. And then, uh, the other scene that, that I know came up was the, um, there's a, there's a beat halfway through the film where uh indiana jones is like crashing through the library of the the university yes and uh and and he like tells a kid to get a life or something like that the chet hayes scene that's right it is it is chet yes yeah (laughs) yeah well he tells him to get a life um and i think we all we all liked that scene quite a lot
0: so on the flip side of this yeah you've got a history with indy what's your history with rl stein and also had you picked up a choose your own adventure before
2: yeah, I, I I had read a ton of Goosebumps when I was a kid, and then I moved into uh, a house that for some reason, the only thing, this is true, the only thing left in the house after the previous tenants had moved out was a Fear Street um, book on cassette tape.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not cursed at all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so uh
2: I sort of Evil Dead style decided I'm going to investigate this tape. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I got really into um, Fear Street, uh, you know, audiobooks uh, for a brief time in my, my early teen years. Mm. Yeah. So and, and then uh, uh, Choose Your Own Adventure. Stuff. I had read the, uh, the I had read a couple of the, the Goosebumps Choose Your Own Adventure books as well. Yeah.
1: Did you read the Carnival one?
2: I'm trying to remember if I did the carnival That's the one
1: I read, and I'm just like, on the hunt.
2: I feel like the one I read came in a collection that had a built-in book light. Uh, Like it had like a fold-out plastic light attached to it. Although I might, maybe I'm conflating that with a different Goosebumps collection. I don't know. I read a lot of
0: Goosebumps. That feels like a story I see on the news, you know, built-in book light burns down
2: (laughs) house.
1: See, to me, that feels like a Scholastic Book Fair special edition.
2: Definitely, Def- like, I'm sure that's where it came from, yeah.
0: Would you would you do us the honors of, of reading the back of the book so that our listeners can have some
2: context on this adventure? Sure. Squealing bats, fiery explosions, and savage panthers. In the heat of summer, you sail the distant coral sea to a tropical and very dangerous destination in search of a priceless ebony idol. Legend has it that Horror Island is cursed and that no-one has ever escaped from the tangled jungles alive. Someone, or something, lurks in the island's heart, evil and dark. Yet countless other dangers are waiting. Half-starved crocodiles swim at the end of violent rapids, dense jungles hide packs of wild, razor-tusked boars, and rat-filled pits are concealed within deep, mysterious tunnels. Read along with R.L. Stein, master of perilous thrills and icy chills, as he takes you and the intrepid Indiana Jones on the adventure of your life. But remember, your fate is in your hands. Incredible. These books
0: are nothing if not empowering.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've always wanted to be um, a small child that goes into the jungle with Indiana Jones.
0: (laughs) Seemingly without your parents' knowledge and just... He's your dad now. That's the subtext of these books.
2: I I could not get over. Yeah, like there are so many scenes where he's just like, oh boy, if your parents knew I'd brought you here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: This book takes place in 1933. We've read another one of these, which takes place in 1933. So in the same summer, you have two harrowing (laughs) adventures where your cousin Indiana Jones goes like, oh boy, your parents would be so mad at me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, this this is this is Hannah's theory. My theory is that Indiana Jones has 14 cousins and he's ruining the family one <laughs> mm. at a time.
1: Either way.
2: <laughs> that, that makes a lot of Everybody's sense. Everybody's
1: sending their kids to Indiana Jones who is then taking them on dangerous adventures. You'd think after the first yeah. one, the parents would call up all the other cousins and be like, don't do it.
2: Yeah, very poor parenting decisions here.
1: There's also a couple endings where you're like lost for six months. So...
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. You did either of you find the the infinite tunnel? Yeah. Loop ending. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah oh yeah. Yeah. Know. So okay, great. I just what you just wander a You'll tunnel find until you die. you that Hannah and I have been mapping these out. Yeah. I'm so thrilled to see this because the whole time <laughs> I was reading, I was like, I should be making a map, uh, and the two of you have done it. So brilliant.
0: There were. I'm very proud of myself. Uh, I I wrote the whole book out as I read it, and then I went on to the Indiana Jones wiki, and it said. It doesn't tell you the roots, like the chart isn't there for you to use, but it did say there are 20 endings available by 21 roots, and that's exactly what I got. I'm a genius.
2: Wow, nicely done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Adam, would you do us the pleasure of walking us and the listener through sort of the setup of the plot of this book and then your first attempt to get through it and how that went?
2: Yeah, so the basic premise is that you are... You, you and uh, your old pal Indy are trying to board a yacht at, uh, I believe, Pier 66 in the New York Harbor so you can go to um, Horror Island to retrieve this idol. And immediately things go wrong. Uh, bullets start flying and uh, you eventually find your way onto the ship through, you know, depending on what route you've taken, you, you find a way onto the ship. You either end up Uh, hiding below decks, or you're just like a a passenger like everybody else. You eventually make it to the island, uh, or you encounter like an old friend who's like a pirate. My first ending was on page... Oh, my first ending was that I was killed by poison arrows. Ouch, 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 get the point. Sorry to say, that's the problem. You did get the point, several of them. And of course, those arrows were poison tipped all right i'm looking through like um, my 20
0: endings to see where that what yeah what page that was is on that? that was on
2: page 86 That's page 86 yeah 86. so i was sh- i was shot to death by the the native people of the island
1: you avoid the policemen you hide on the ship you go to shore
2: <laughs> yeah i well i saw that there were police and i thought well they're going to be upset with me so i hid <laughs> from them um <laughs> uh i hid from them and then i think i ended up uh to
0: hide or or jump overboard the ship
2: i did at one point jump overboard to see what would happen and they immediately find you in the water and i think they make a, a pun about it dampening the adventure um but then i i did also uh hide on the ship and and then i believe you you wake up on the ship and there are three people there who are trying to get you
0: something along those lines. You you're forced with the choice <laughs> yes. once you're on the ship to either swim from the ship to the shore or to a lifeboat.
2: Right. I think the first time I did it I uh I swam to I swam directly to shore. I didn't try to go back to the lifeboat.
0: I mean that's the right thing to do. You go to that lifeboat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you I don't know if you found this out. You get eaten by a shark
2: yes I did eventually <laughs> I try. I tried to like it, it was I mean it, because I did not make a map like the two of you did it was difficult to sort of go back and be like okay what what would have happened if I'd made that choice there Definitely. so like I was I was I was trying to do some version of that so um some of them I did end up getting some of them I didn't so like I never got the crocodiles but I did see the crocodile illustrations while scrolling up and down to finding uh, uh <laughs> other parts of the adventure
0: that's some of the fun that we were saying on another episode of these yeah. books is that you see these endings and you're going, How do I get there? How do I make yes. that happen?
2: Yeah, I really How wanted do to, I get to, to find a wrestling
1: a crocodile.
2: Yeah, and like the illustrations are really good.
1: They don't look like Harrison Ford, but they are evocative illustrations, I agree. Yes.
2: Yeah, this is the well done.
0: same illustrator as Giants of the Silver Tower, who, Hannah, you had some negative mm. things to say about, but I agree, he's better in this one because he's not trying to do Harrison Ford's face so much. Instead, he goes, what if I just drew Mm. crocodiles going ham, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The the choice to swim to shore is interesting because this is the third one of these books that we've done and the first time yet that we have been presented with a triple choice. Mm -hmm. Oh. Adam, when you got to page 78... And you had mm-hmm. the option. I'm assuming this is with the locals, the natives, to yeah. reason with them, to run or to fight. What did you do?
2: I uh, eventually I did all three. Sure. Um, I I can't remember which one I did first, but uh, according to my notes, um, 78 has three paths that led me to my second ending on 118. I discover there are infinite doves, and they are now worthless, and I go right home. <laughs>
0: I totally misunderstood that ending, by the way.
2: Right. Like, you, you, mm-hmm. they, they, they show you to, uh, they show you to, uh, Ravenwood's, like, dig site. And I guess at some point they found the original idol and then they decided to duplicate it for some reason. And now you can't figure out which one the original one is. And even if you did, it'd be worthless because they have duplicates. So you just call it a day and, and go home.
1: Yeah. My note says you take any old dove and go home. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the
0: passages. Is- Uh, What about the original, you ask? Indy shakes his head. It's in there somewhere. Care to start looking for it? I'll join you in a year or two when you start to get bored. You turn down (laughs) Indy's generous offer. A few hours later, the two of you are on a boat heading for New Guinea. From there, you'll begin your journey back to the United States. Here, have a souvenir, Indy says. He pulls something out of his jacket and tosses it to you. You don't have to look. You know what it is. It's an ebony dove. Indy, you shouldn't have, you say. I know, I know, he says grumpily. Then he turns to watch the dark ocean waves roll by as your ship heads towards home, bringing this less than successful adventure to the end. And I was such a dummy. I guess it's because I was reading the book fast and making the map. Until I got to the part about him being grumpy, I was like, we've hit the fucking biggest payday. There's a thousand dubs. <laughs>
2: I love that every ending ends with them trying to, to finish the sentence with the words of the end. And oh. sometimes he just completely gives up and just smushes it in there yes! anyway. Yes,
1: I love it. Yes, there
0: is one, and I don't know if I have it noted, but there is one where it's like, you have reached a grizzly, the end. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Hannah. Yeah. When you dove into this book, where did you first diverge from our, our guest Adam here?
1: Uh, You're being shot at on the pier. You have the option to run for the boat or run into the crowd to try and disappear. I decided to run into the crowd, Mm. which immediately takes you to an ending where you and Indy hide in crates. His crate gets put on the boat and (laughs) yours doesn't. So your adventure is over.
2: Is that the quickest path?
1: Uh, yeah, that thing's quick as hell. And I I, so. I have a really bad habit of just picking immediately the one that that wraps up.
2: I feel like that's this so one, discouraging.
1: This adventure can't be over already, can it, you wonder? Yes it can. The end.
2: <laughs> I just feel like that's so <laughs> discouraging that like you open the book and immediately the book is like, "All right, fuck off."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I immediately went back and then I read for the boat A policeman threatens to shoot you. Classic cop behavior. Mm -hmm. So instead of asking the cop who's holding a gun on me for help, which is an option you have, I was like, fuck this. Which I think this book says all cops are bastards. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. Indiana Jones hates cops. You run past the policeman, at which point I hit on the ship learned about the dev, swam for shore, decided to run away from the approaching natives, having learned my lesson from other books where running is often the only good option. Right. Um, I got an even number, so I fell into quicksand. <laughs> and in order to escape, I pulled on a tree branch and eventually fell into a bottomless pit. That, ch- that which... choice,
0: which is... You're in quicksand. Do you want to grab a tree branch or weeds? What moron is grabbing choice.
1: weeds? Yeah. I know. Not good. I went for, obviously, a tree branch. <laughs> More yes, person than I a... am. Fall into a bottomless pit that turns out to be a put- a tunnel. I went for the larger tunnel, which is full of thousands of rats. Yes. <laughs> then you have the choice to have Indy shoot at the rats or just be calm and try and walk through the rats. Or I chose to do that. Mhm. Um and then you meet a guy who's trying to kill you, who's been on this island for like 5 years going insane. And, Professor hey, Huntington, H- H- Hannah, don't forget. One of many of these guys you'll meet. Don't forget. He's really yeah. overweight. I don't remember that. What? I believe you, but I don't remember do you, that. Yeah, Adam, I, did I don't you remember get that to either.
2: this. I <laughs> d- I did get into this exact situation at one point. Uh I ch- I I used the log fell down the hole and picked the wide tunnel. Um but I I don't remember that part.
0: One of the rival archaeologists it says the man was at least four hundred pounds. I was going. I don't need mm. to know. You don't need to tell no. me.
2: I do I do remember. I don't remember yeah, that at all. They reveal that info in a different ending where um where he's like fully dressed up as like a creature and then you that's like a, ta-
1: and that's a different guy.
2: Oh, that's a different guy. Okay. There's multiple rival archaeologists, so I couldn't. Well, be yeah. There's yes. a bunch of rivals. Yeah.
1: This guy and the other guy who you then accidentally shoot, perhaps, um, are both part of Ravenswood's original expedition who just got left behind.
2: Mm. Very cool and normal to have left them
1: there. Just objectively victims. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. For sure. But Huntington's like, you recognized me. I have to kill you. And so either you attack him or you let him run off with the treasure I chose to let him run off with the treasure. Because, again, like, Indiana Jones trying to shoot people all the time. I was he's, not going to encourage that. Look,
0: I joked about it in the intro. He's trying to shoot people all the time in this book. He's, he's really trigger time. happy.
2: It is, like, <laughs> unreal.
0: He's trying to yeah. shoot the natives. He's trying to shoot the other archaeologists. He's trying to shoot the rats. It's It comes up maybe on four different pages.
2: He pulls his gun
0: most
1: of the time.
2: I have thoughts on this, actually, because... Um, like I feel like these books are like they're essentially like video games, right? They're like video games where you're. It's but it's a it's a book, but it's a video game. Um, so not a video game, but a game, um, which then made me think a lot about the Uncharted video games, which are essentially like what if Indiana Jones was a was a video game? And uh, those games have a massive body count because the answer to every situation is, I don't know, just kill them. And uh, I feel like this in some ways paves the way for the Uncharted games more so even than the Indiana Jones films do. Because in this you get, what if Indiana Jones was a game and what if he wanted to kill everything?
1: Yeah. What if your first impulse was always to fire a gun at anything that was coming at you? Yeah. Yeah. I think Hannah
0: would quit the podcast, but there is a... 400 page novelization of the uncharted movie.
1: I own it. Oh my god. <laughs> I'll do it, but you got to give me a long time to get through <laughs> that thing. That's a movie I just des- declined to see. They decided you know? that that would
0: be a, a profitable venture for them in the year of our Lord
1: 2022. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: Incredible. 400
1: pages. Oof. Oh boy. Anyway, Professor Huntington gets eaten by the rats. They devour him completely. Even though they didn't eat you when you were walking through the rats. (laughs) But you collect the treasure. The natives are happy for you to take the dove away because they believe it is cursed. And they help you get home. That's a happy ending.
2: That was my favorite ending.
1: That's definitely the best ending, I think.
0: I was impressed with how this book has four or so endings that could be considered good.
1: You were complaining in other books that there was only like one really happy ending and you wanted more. And I
0: think when I complained, I was right. Those books are also, (laughs) because we're doing these out of order of when they're written, Mm -hmm. I believe they come in the future. So it's confusing. This book Mm -hmm. has a lot of choice and a lot of different gradients of success that you can accomplish, which is fun.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. I found a a second path out of that situation. If you, um, if you chase after the guy, uh, a similar thing kind of happens where you both get, uh, like smothered by rats and then he gets, I think he gets killed or maybe, or maybe he, no, he finds a fake idol. No, an idol gets smushed, but it's a fake idol and Mm -hmm. then buried right underneath the fake idol is the real idol. And then you get out and the natives are similarly very pleased that you've removed the the idol. Um, and then they send you on your way.
1: This book does have a lot of instances of Indiana Jones going, Oh, the dove is right here. What a happy coincidence that we just happened to find it in a right. hole <laughs> under a rock. We turned yes. a corner and there it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other ending of that one is a cheerful ending where Indy's like, We did it. Hooray.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, those are nice ones. However, Do- if you try to shoot at the rats, you end up buried alive. right.
0: <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about the the thing we've touched on in previous episodes, Hannah, about whether the reality here is objective, whether the things that mm-hmm. the choices you make all exist in the same reality because mm. in this one I think it basically is true and I think that there mm. are just the in many of these plot lines, Indiana Jones does not realize that the, Ebony Dove has become this cultural symbol for people living on the island, and so there's just thousands of them. And I think once you get the plot line that shows that, that shows that they've made a billion, it colors the other plot lines in this way, where you go, they're walking away from the island all happy, and they probably have a fake one, which is kind of interesting.
1: Mm.
2: Oh, wow. I didn't is it that. really
1: fake if it's just also an ebony dove yes, like it's right. not unique <laughs> it is real
0: you're bringing it's like antiques roadshow and you i'm like you're bringing me a, a an ebony dove from horror island that you stole from the natives uh this is worthless to me if it's not the first one <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> look yeah. marcus brody sent you to get an ebony dove from the horror island and that's what you come back with in a that's fair true. number of these yes
2: although i i did i did love the ending where um it ends in marcus brody's office and he's like oh we tried to tell you we like found the dove in in ravenwood's office you didn't even need to go it was
1: on his shelf that's my favorite one where he says sorry jones he says hastily i guess your trip was all for nothing wasn't it And this is a a line where you have been like thrown off of boats, trampled by animals. like You've had a really rough time with it. (laughs) Indy's reply is unprintable. (laughs) As he grows angrier and moves closer to Marcus Brody, you realize it's just as well that this adventure has now come to the end. He's about to beat the (laughs) shit out of Marcus Brody.
0: (laughs) In in Indiana Jones 4, when they have this statue to Marcus Brody, it's because he had a skull bashed in (laughs) by an ebony dove at the end of Horror Island. (laughs) oh wow <laughs> the the other example of sort of an objective reality i picked up on is when early in the book if you hide in the crates on the dock your story ends because indiana jones is loaded onto the boat but you are not and so you poke your head out and you're just alone on the dock later in the book if you take different uh routes if you make different choices you find shipping containers. That have been brought to Horror Island for X Y Z purpose, and you recognize them from the dock, which means oh. that in that in that uh, plotline that ends so abruptly, you didn't get to go to Horror Island, but Indiana Jones' adventure did in fact continue.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. okay, very good. But doesn't Captain Jim do oh talk have, like, about Captain Jim? You can't just
0: throw that out there. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Cap-
2: Captain Jim, your, your maybe old friend, old enemy, who's maybe a pirate and who definitely has some very severe facial scarring. <laughs> <laughs> um, you meet him. I think you... I can't remember if you, you can meet him on the boat, um, and you can also meet him on the dock, or if you just meet him on the dock. I know you meet him at some point after okay. leaving New York and before getting onto the island. Um, and he asks if you want his help, and you can say yes or no. And if you say yes, he leads you to the mercenaries that he works for. And if you say no, you get in a fist fight with him. He just starts punching you um, on the dock. Yeah, he just gets pissed and hits you.
1: <laughs> and Indy beats the shit out of him.
2: Yeah, and th- and throws him in the water, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, but I... <laughs> Am I am I wrong in thinking that in in a couple of endings he randomly shows up and helps you escape, but in another ending yes. he just he does not. Which is a
0: yes. is an example of you know y- y- immaterial or 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 unobject permanence, right? Like it seems right. like in if I make certain choices, this guy is a psychopath, and if I make certain choices, he's a guardian angel. Uh, I I right. I just want to hover around the he attacks you thing because. I, I want to convey to the listener, it does not escalate. And Indiana Jones is not a participant in uh, the anger. This guy is like, you don't want me to take you to this island? I'm hitting you now. And Indy is saying things like, <laughs> I would really l- not like to fight you. Please stop this. Uh, and the guy is just going going absolutely. He loses his mind.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Although then, of course, Captain Jim pushes... Indy into the water. Indy eventually gets back up as this guy is threatening you, the reader. Indy pushes him into the water, at which point he's like, help, I can't swim. And Indy's like, then die. (laughs) And you leave him to drown. And the fact that he shows up later to save you is astounding. Yeah,
2: right. It doesn't make any sense. Um, But I suspect he's lying about not being able to swim, given that he is a captain. (laughs) You'd think. You'd think. Yeah, it is wild that he just shows up and helps you, though. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm back. Sorry about being a dick. Um, we should get you out of here.
1: If, if you accept yeah. his
0: help, doesn't he betray you in some
1: fashion? Yes. If you, He wants to come with you. And if you say yeah. yes, you can come with you. He immediately betrays you. Yeah. And then continues to attempt to betray you.
2: Yeah. And you, and you get a panther sicked on you.
1: Yeah, there's... Yeah, if you say yes, he will try and fuck you over. If you say no and you try to kill him, he in one version comes back to try to save you. And in the other one, you just end up going home. Right. And I think he does not reappear in the one where Indy accidentally lights TNT. Which feels <laughs> like a pretty bad mistake. In in
2: in the one where he leads you to like a bandit camp and you get mm-hmm. you get a panther uh, a panther attacks you, which of course you are given the option to shoot. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I can't remember. Does he? Does he eventually like, you know, um, turn around and help you in that one, or does he? Is it just like he needed money and and he's just sold you out and that's that?
1: I think he's just sold you out in that one, and then you. Indy calls him out and is like, you set up these mercenaries. You have the real dove. And Jim is like, you got me. Here you go. (laughs) That
0: That is shocking to me, that scene. The scene where he turns to Jim and he goes, I know you're tricking me. And I know you have the real dove. And I know that this is a fake. Whenever we see that happen in movies, not specifically Indiana Jones, just movies. When someone goes, you double cross and piece of whatever, it turns out that they didn't. They're like, no, chill, man. You don't <laughs> understand. But he really goes, you have fully seen through my master plan, and here's the dove, and please don't be mad.
1: Well, also, Indiana Jones, I forgot about this, has been strangling him. <laughs> like, he's, he's going to kill this guy, and instead, Captain Jim hands over the dove instead of being throttled to death by hand by Indiana Jones.
2: I got to say, this is maybe not the best look for, uh, for our old friend, Indiana Jones.
1: <laughs> this, here's the deal. So every time I watch the Indiana Jones movies, Raider's kind of a charming rogue, right? In Temple of Doom, a prequel, he is a nasty, mercenary, unpleasant yes. guy. Yes. And so this takes place before even Temple of Doom. If he is this oh. nasty, it kind of tracks for me. that he starts out as like a pretty unpleasant little adventurer and softens with age and apparently a bunch of adventurers with a child where maybe the child is like man that was so fucked up what you did and he's like "Ooh, maybe i should change
2: wow i really like this uh, this is a good theory
1: i'm trying to make it all work yeah know?
2: i i know when when you when you host a show like this like i run the similar thing uh on our show where like you hit you hit a point where you're like i have to make this make sense because otherwise like my life doesn't make sense anymore because I've put so much into this.
1: I have to find something to like in every single book or I've wasted so much time being alive doing this. I'm feeling relief
0: with how brief these books are. They feel lower stakes. You know, when we finished the Mm -hmm. uh, upcoming episode that... 450 page assassin's creed novelization i was really like if i don't hold this all in my head and then and then be witty about it i have to be make really good points (laughs) that make everyone go oh that's that i never thought that about assassin's creed the film Then i've wasted my time but this took (laughs) you know an hour to read it was great right and i got
1: to make a chart (laughs) <laughs> which personally brought me a lot of satisfaction
2: it's it's a very nice chart i gotta say i didn't want to bring uh shame to you andrew but hannah's chart is a lot nicer look
0: let it be known H- hannah's the better chart maker it's
2: color-coded that is an excellent chart
1: thank you <laughs> hannah's
0: definitely the better chart maker but let it be known i started this i brought the first chart. you did she caught the she fever
1: <laughs> yeah i did Also, you're doing all your charts on, like, the back of posters? Yes, this is, of course, the poster
0: for Maximum Fun's Very, Very Fun Day from (laughs) 2017 hosted at Talia Hall here in Chicago.
1: I got a bunch of printer paper, and I taped it together when I needed more room. So that also creates Mm. a different structure. I don't have any infrastructure
0: that's office-like in my home, and I could use a scanner so bad. It would make everything involving this (laughs) podcast so much easier.
1: Maybe you should invest in like a little scanner. Yeah, a, a you mixed can also use printer you can get scanner. like
2: scanning apps on your phone that will you know.
0: I don't find those easy to use at
1: all, <laughs> personally. <laughs> but I appreciate. I scanned a whole book using one of those, but that's fine. Uh, no, I don't think you did. <laughs> I did. Goonies. Oh,
0: oh! You scanned. I scanned whole that whole book.
1: fucking book using my phone and the Adobe Scanner app.
0: <laughs> wow! I misheard you. You did a great job with that. I misheard you. Thank you. I thought you were suggesting that my shitty Videodrome scan was on an app, and I, I did it shitty on a no, no. professional piece of machinery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I respect and admire all of your hard work, and I, I appreciate you very much. Hannah,
0: you want to hear about my heroic first run through this book?
1: Yes, I would. Okay, so uh,
0: believe it or not, I was trying to get on a boat in New York City, and yes, uh, I had the option to run towards a cargo boat or the crowd. When some oh people were shooting at me, that's why. Um, mm-hmm. So I went to the crowd. Uh, famously, you know, a cab. So I ignored the policeman. Uh, <laughs> I I hid. Jumping overboard just sounded like a lot of times I'm operating from a place of comfort, and I thought, <laughs> why not be in a box as opposed to an ocean? Uh, so mm-hmm. I hid. I swam towards shore. I chose reason because I won't let this uh oh that's not even true. I I chose I chose run. I just wasn't gonna fight. I wasn't gonna give in to this Indiana Jones shoots people in the face thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I chose to run. I got uh an even number, uh, which meant I ended up mm-hmm. in the quicksand. I'm not a moron, so I grabbed the tree branch. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Then I went through the large tunnel, uh, and I got into the rats situation. I tried to stare. Can, can them I just down. ask real
2: quick? Yeah, we. It seems like we all made the choice to go to the large tunnel as our like first run choice. Is that like like did the two of you make that decision like I did because you saw the words short tunnel and you thought there's no way the short tunnel is a shortcut?
1: I th- I simply thought. If I try to climb through a small tunnel, it will only get smaller and then I will die. Yeah. Uh, that's As very opposed good to reasoning. I thought the large tunnel would open up into at least some other something.
2: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I just thought the book was trying to trick me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, I'm yes. not kidding. Whenever these left-right things come up, because we're talking about a small tunnel, big tunnel, but you're also given the qualifier of left tunnel, right tunnel. They're like, the mm-hmm. left small or the right big. And, uh, I always just go, well, I'll go the right way. It's just an easier way to get through the book (laughs) faster.
2: Um, Okay, very good.
0: So I I go through the large tunnel. I stared at the rats because, once again, I'm not shooting. Stop it. Mm -hmm. Stop it. (laughs) Uh, Innocent animals. mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I ended up on uh, facing off with Huntington. And I waited uh, as opposed to attacking him because I guess I'm doing, like, you know, it, it, those video game speedruns that are like, you know, no damage or whatever. I'm doing a pacifist <laughs> run of Horror Island. Yep. Essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up on 101, uh, which is The angry natives prepare to attack you and Indy. Then they see the ebony dove cradled in Indy's arm. They grow silent. Their leader steps forward and talks to Indy in their language. You realize that you are trembling. The natives have you surrounded. There is no escape. What's he saying, you ask? Are they angry because we're trying to take away the dove? Indy grins. They're pleased as punch, cuz. Motherfucker keeps saying cuz in this book. This is the happiest day of their lives. (laughs) They want us to take the dove from the island. They believe that the curse on Malakula will be removed once the dove is gone. You mean, that's right. They don't know how to thank us. I can think of a lot of ways, you exclaim. Like, for instance, they could help us get on a boat for home. Which is exactly what the Malacubans do, bringing this adventure to a happy the end.
1: <laughs> we had I, very—I mean, that's the same run I did, pretty much. Yeah. Pacifism pays. Be nice, right? It doesn't generally. Mm-hmm. pay remember in remember the, There's no rhyme or reason. This true. <laughs> this has just come back to me. That Black Mirror episode that was a choose-your own adventure, where on yes. Netflix you got yeah. to click what to do, and eventually you cannot proceed through the story if you don't murder your dad.
2: Mm, right, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I'm not killing my nice dad. I'm simply not doing it. So I stopped watching. (laughs) The only way to win is to not play, right? So I was just like, not killing my dad. The
2: good good decision for many reasons. (laughs) Didn't
1: get to see the the fun endings, but I said, no, no, I don't believe in murdering my nice dad.
2: That that ending, I feel like, is very similar to the one on um, 63. Like, I feel like those are both, like... Those are, those mm. end up feeling like, I think, the most parallel paths, right? Because I think the only difference is that whether or not you follow Huntington into the rats.
1: Mm. Yeah. Uh, yep. You, you end up attacking him. Some dudes get crushed, maybe. Right. And then you get the real dove. Okay, kid, let's go home, Indy says, sounding cheerful for the first time in a month. Do you want to walk or would you rather take the bus? The end. <laughs>
2: First time in a month. Does that imply this whole trip has taken a month? Because it feels like it's been one day.
1: (laughs) There is a point in one of the exposition pages where they're like, it takes you weeks and weeks to cross the ocean. (laughs) And on week three, you have this conversation with your cousin, Indiana. Wow. (laughs) Jesus Christ, boring.
2: So so most of this book is actually them just sort of off screen taking a cruise.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Wow. And he's like moody about it. Uh, Yeah. Page 43. Indy spends hours leaning against the rail, his hat tilted back on his head, staring silently into the distance. When he's not doing that, he's sitting in his cabin, reading through old books and papers. One day, after you've been at sea for two weeks, you get him to tell you where you're going and why. (laughs) (laughs) Two weeks of him moodily not talking to you. What were you guys
0: doing uh, for two weeks? Wow. This ball in a cup. <laughs> it's 1933 or whatever.
2: <laughs> I, I also I, I I I liked the other. There was another good happy ending um, where you uh, you find a cave full of chickens and then yes. the natives uh, make you dinner. <laughs>
1: uh huh. Where is that one? Here it is. Okay, this is if you choose to initially. You have the three options with the natives. If you choose to fight the natives, somebody else starts shooting at you, and that's when you meet the mercenaries. Mm. So this is like the mercenary track. If you choose to escape the mercenaries by canoe, you have to fight crocodiles. Someone approaches you, and your option is to shoot him or just wait and see. (laughs) Those two tracks take you to the same place.
0: We gotta (laughs) retire wait and see as an option in these books, there's so many mm-hmm. options that are. Uh, do you want to do something very active and choosy? Do you want to sit on your
2: thumb? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I um, will
2: say though, I I did, I, I felt really like I, I think the the way that I was deriving pleasure from this book was not from the like narrative content. No uh, disrespect to Mr. R.L. Stein, but. Um, <laughs> Just any time I would get to the bottom of the page, and it would say, turn two. Like, it didn't give me a choice, and it didn't say something like wait and see. It was just like, turn two, meaning, hey, buddy, you're on the right track here.
0: You're on a track. Yeah. Well, track. it feels like the right track well,
2: when it's saying turn the page. Any time I got like three turn the pages in a row, I was like, I'm nailing it. I'm nailing the discovery <laughs> of this story.
0: If you are uh, a- enough of a moron to grab weeds when you're in quicksand, which, I,
2: I did go back to see what would happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh,
0: me too, of course. Yes. You get to go on a little bit of a run before you get a terrible ending. So it takes you to page 47. <laughs> you 40- don't die. No, uh, I'll get there. It takes you to page 47, then 57, okay. then 92, then 94, and then the end on 94. It says, um... Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a canoe, Indy cries, pointing... You leap into it, still clutching the dove, and Indy pushes the boat into the water. You row row out into the open ocean, the natives watching from the beach. They won't shoot at us, Indy says. They don't want any harm to come to the dove. Look, Indy, you cry, your eyes wide in disbelief. A ship! There's a ship! We're saved! You row furiously toward the ship. A short while later, you are pulled on board. This is what I'd call my lucky day, Indy tells the captain. You can drop us off in any port in New Guinea and... No, I can't, says the captain. We've just come from there. We're headed to Antarctica for six months. But don't worry, it may be your lucky day after all. I just might have two extra winter coats aboard.
1: You don't die.
2: You don't die, and I love this. Uh, I love this ending because it sets up what like should be a movie, which is uh, Indiana Jones meets the Thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, getting stuck in Antarctica is super fun. Big fan of that ending. I like
0: the idea of an Antarctica indie adventure where all of the people mm-hmm. who want the dove so bad are coming for him at the bottom of the world.
2: Right. Mm. Also, we've never had like cold Indiana Jones, right?
1: Oh. Not really.
2: I feel not like it's like time. You want. Yeah. It's time for him to get cold.
0: That's. I. I think I've said this to you, Hannah, but not on the podcast before. That's my pitch for Netflix. Give me a trilogy of uh, Tremors films. Is I just I'll put them in you know, all there the is different
1: a Tremors in the cold. No,
0: no, Hannah, you are not.
1: I know you're not happy you with not that. One, but it Does take place no, in
0: Antarctica. You're okay. Or something. The words are in the script that they are in a cold place. But that movie, <laughs> Tremors 5, A Cold Day in Hell, Tremors 6, A Cold Day in Hell, yeah. uh, One of them. it begins on essentially like a green screen that they make look white. There's no landscape. They're just like, we're standing in snow right now. Isn't this scary? And then a graboid comes up out of the ground, and you're going, okay, it looks shitty, but it's 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 Arctic tremors. This will be great. Rest of the movie, normal ground, and people are in winter coats going like, ooh, a little nippy.
2: <laughs> wow, I love I'm that. I'm
1: just saying, <laughs> technically.
2: Technically, you got what you asked for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Hannah, any other endings here we want to um, talk about?
1: Yeah, so anyway, there is the one where there's a bunch of bats. The bats fight a bunch of bad guys for mm-hmm. you. You find the chickens. They You get to eat a chicken dinner. That's a fun one. To
0: be clear, yeah. there are multiple archaeologists also trying to get this thing and a team of mercenaries mm-hmm. there's just a bunch of yes. people who do not like you wandering around this
2: island which i mean feels in keeping with you know all the films there's usually like multiple groups going after the same thing and we we haven't said but i i think rl stan captures the like dialogue of indiana jones uh it's not like pitch perfect but he he gets <laughs> the gist you know
1: this one did feel more in character than some of the other ones we've read to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The other ones we've read have been straight up science fiction. This is the only one that has been, feels like an Indiana Jones adventure. The other ones are, they start off with, what if there was a giant silver tower and they, there were giant people living in it? You're like, okay, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is a point where you get a wait for a better chance or run for it option, and if you wait the mercenaries go ah let's just shoot these guys and they shoot you to death. yes <laughs> and the book,
2: like, the, the book like the book like gives end. you a hard time the book is like this is what you get for standing still in the case of indiana jones you should always be moving
1: yeah it crosses your mind that you've made a bad decision here with indiana <laughs> jones around it's always better to act than to wait but unfortunately you thought of this too late your adventure has come to a painfully abrupt the end <laughs> When you are shot to death by mercenaries on an island. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, going way back up that track, if you choose to escape your initial encounter with the mercenaries by land, you walk into a horde of wild boars. If you choose to climb a vine to try and get away, the Andrew Overby choice, you are trampled to death by boars. <laughs>
0: Indy goes, I don't think that vine could hold our weight. And then you go up onto it and it truly doesn't and you fall and die. <laughs> yeah,
1: Amazing. the vine breaks. You fall back to the ground. The wild boars are upon you now. You really don't want to know what happens next, do you? Better close the book before you are forced to think about the gruesome details of how your adventure came to the end.
2: <laughs> I love the way that the book <laughs> talks to you knowing that it is a book and that you have the option at any point to stop reading it.
1: yeah me too
0: I like when it's condescending I like when the book goes uh, and you know I'm probably mixing up the books because we've read a few of them now but I like when the books go you're a kid you better close this part things are about to get a little (laughs) R-rated
1: if you choose to shoot a boar (laughs) of course it works wow They trample some natives and you escape. You find the excavation point, but there's like a monster at the entrance, so you try to avoid it. Then you run into it again, and uh, either you shoot it or you don't shoot it. (laughs) If you don't shoot it because you are a kind human man named Andrew Overby, (laughs) you realize that the, the beast was your old friend Higgins... Right. Another member of the Ravenwood expedition who has been stuck here for a while, waiting to be rescued.
2: And is, like, kind of going a little crazy.
1: Yes. This is
0: the mascot guy that's in the dressed up like an animal?
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And in this track, it all works out. You escape with the dove and you get to go home. If you choose to shoot him, and this really surprised me, it is still your friend Higgins, who <sighs> you have now accidentally <gasps> shot. <laughs>
2: Whoa. On
1: purpose shot him, but you didn't know he was a nice friend of yours. I really thought they were going to be like, and it was a Yeti. Or it was a bad guy this time, but nope, it's still your buddy, and you shot him. That's an objective truth. That
2: is a pretty devastating thing for a child to bear witness to.
0: I think it's (laughs) necessary. The way this Indiana Jones guy (laughs) is pulling his pistol out for every problem shows some consequences.
1: Consequences, for (laughs) sure.
2: This does sort of um, help support your theory, Hannah, that um, you know he will eventually like soften up and become like a. A nice archaeologist, I think, accidentally murdering his friend, who he thinks is a monster, kind of a good catalyst for change. Ah.
1: This is also an ending where, as far as I can tell, you leave Higgins to die on the island. (laughs) There's no language that says that you like take him with you, or he's like bleeding to death, and Indiana Jones is like, "Well, time to go." Oh wow! Which is pretty sick shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Once again, I, I think. Same thing as both of the other books we've done, there is a tunnel loop or a way to get lost in this book forever, which is uh, mm-hmm. always fun. Yes. Because
2: I was scrolling up and down on <laughs> um, you know, my iPad doing this, it took me like a little longer than it should have done for me to realize <laughs> I was cycling between the same two pages.
0: No, I, I do the same thing with the physical book. I assume that I've made a mistake and then I end up looking at the bottom of one page and going, that says 116, and this other page yeah. is 116.
1: Oh.
2: Yeah, it's, it, I, that's, that was the exact thought process I had, where I was just <laughs> like, am I getting the numbers wrong? Like, do I not know how to read math? What is happening here?
1: Mm-hmm. I had that when um, there was one choice that takes you to the same place after one page, mm. where I followed the track... A little too far before I realized, wait, I've read this before. Yeah, what is
0: that choice, Anna?
1: That choice is uh, shoot at it or wait and see who's coming at you on page 51. Mm. And one option takes you to page 76, and the other option takes you to page 21 and then page 76. And I was like, doop, 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 21, 76, 102, another yes. choice. And I was like, wait a fucking second.
0: That's the <laughs> reason that the mm-hmm. Indiana Jones wiki says uh, 21 in, or twenty one pads for 20 endings is because there's two yeah. choices that will lead you to a single uh. ending, which we haven't encountered mm-hmm. yet, which is kind of cool.
1: There's a couple interesting things that this book has. The, the three choices, which we haven't encountered, this sort of little divergent takes you to the same place thing. And there's a couple choices. There's one that's like choose a number between one and ten. If you landed on two, five, seven, t- or ten, <laughs> yes. go this way. If you chose one, three, four, eight, or nine, go the other way. I Haven't seen one of those before. That was kind of fun.
2: Yeah, and then similarly, there's the if you're reading this book on a Tuesday, Thursday, or Saturday, and then if you're reading this book on a Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, or Friday.
1: I like those a lot because it it does take the choice out of your hands. When the book is mm-hmm. like, it's luck, who knows? It truly is your destiny <laughs> to go whichever path which- on whichever day you're reading.
2: That is a very good point. It is That's destiny. That's for me.
1: One of the days, um, one of them has a happy ending and the other one is like, you can't escape, you die.
2: Yeah. Eight eighty-seven. it says, there is no escape. Actually, there is one way to escape. Close the book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs>
1: The curse of Horror Island has claimed another victim, you. (laughs) I love that stuff. There is uh,
0: an appeal towards continuity in this book too that I I think the other books haven't had in the sense that uh, when you get into the rats situation uh, and you're deciding whether to shoot or to not shoot, uh, if you choose shoot, you die, but not before the book scolds you. It says... Click, click. <laughs> did you forget that Indy's pistol was ruined by your swim in the ocean? It's going, you actually knew this. Why did you choose shoot? Which we've never seen before. Which is cool. Wow.
1: Yeah. You were expected to remember the book you read. Which is great. Which you is, should which remember is great, what But, but really before. hard
2: when the book keeps changing its mind on you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And hard if you, like me, are reading every possible outcome. Right. And who knows how much you've read of those before you get to this one.
2: So I, I wanted to ask the two of you that. Like, how do you know when you're done with this book?
0: Because I finished the graph.
1: Yeah, because I color coded my chart. If I had a purple arrow that didn't end in an orange at the end, I knew I had yeah. followed a trail. I'm just, ah, and I went back and I I'm filled like it okay. in.
0: Stuff with, with boxes. Every box is an ending. Gotcha. Um,
1: every, for, that yeah, makes Yeah, mine are little orange highlights. Okay, I see. An
0: interesting that thing, thing is sense. our first episode where I had made a graph, and I'd kind of done it right before the episode. I didn't do it while I was reading. I just went back and went, let me make a graph. Um, I think all of us, all three of us, including our guests for that episode, found that we thought we had completed the book, but there were things we hadn't hit. So even being mm-hmm. diligent ah. about it, I still was able to uh miss one which is part of the fun right you you, yeah you you don't actually know how much the book holds
1: I almost feel like I'm so happy to have made charts this was the great joy of my weekend but (laughs) I kind of feel like it was very fun to have someone say oh did you encounter the cavemen and they'd be like what there were cavemen (laughs) (laughs) and by having followed every avenue by charting it out we're missing some of the fun surprise of what our guests and our fellow people have have encountered. Mm-hmm. But this one's so complicated. I don't know if I follow your it logic. It would be hand. so
0: easy. What do you mean? Because I'm still reading the book like someone would read the book. Like I'm.
1: No, I know. But the joy of having like Chase say, oh, did you. how? Like I'd never got to the top of the oh. silver tower. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't totally know how to get there. And you mm-hmm. guys did. And so it was like fun for me to hear about those adventures. But I had all the adventures, but this one's so complicated that it would be so easy to never meet Captain Jim to just like totally forget.
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't meet him until very late.
1: Yeah, I did that whole track sort of last because I refused to ask cops for help. Right. And so that's the last trail I had to go back and chase down.
2: Yes. Yeah. That was one of the last ones I hit as well. Um, and I did, I didn't hit the boars either. Like I just never hit them. Cause then I was like, I think I've read the whole book. Like I've mm-hmm. been doing this for a little bit and yeah. there aren't that many pages. I must've hit all of this, you know?
1: There's so much going on that if I hadn't done the chart and realized there were trails I hadn't followed, there's huge numbers of things I wouldn't have seen. Like, mm-hmm. I never would have met Captain Jim. I never would have gotten that amazing ending where Indy beats the shit out of Marcus Brody. <laughs> you know, I never would have met Higgins or killed him accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on that case, it's, it was worth it. For sure. Mm-hmm. The balance.
0: I have no interest in engaging in this material as anything but an insufferable know-it-all. I could not come in in here and go, what did you guys find? And then I'll tell you about mine. I have to be like, "Uh, that's interesting. You got that ending.
1: (laughs) I also have to say, like, I could not, because the first one I didn't make a chart and I just was kind of like, what did I do? How did I do it? Couldn't keep track or remember. And it's Mm -hmm. helpful to be able to go, oh, if you make this choice, you go here and then you do this. Yeah. Because like it all gets a little jumbled up if you especially if you're going back and just reading and taking different choices and be like wait which one took me where it's nice right. to have right like i got like halfway down a path chart.
2: before realizing like oh i've i've already done this one mhm yeah
1: yeah i can't i can never remember the choice i've already made so i'm just following the same instincts down mm-hmm. the same paths
2: yep
0: adam you already spoke to this a little bit but yeah given that you're an indiana jones fan how do you feel that this fits into the existing properties? Do you think that this could, this character uh, in the book could be played by Harrison Ford? Do you think it could be a TV pilot they put out, or would it feel wrong?
2: Well, I I really do like Hannah's theory quite a lot. This is just like his early days, you know, pre Temple of Doom, um, before he like softens and becomes the the hero we come to know. However, I have also seen a number of episodes of the um, young Indiana Jones uh, Mm -hmm. chronicles or uh, adventures. And I feel like the continuity is already like pretty confused (laughs) and confusing. (laughs) And this is a wrinkle that like doesn't quite make sense when I, 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 I would not be the least bit surprised to find out that. If you like looked at the actual dates of all of the adventures of one young Indiana Jones and and everything we know about um, the Harrison Ford version of him, uh, that this uh, this this conflicts. <laughs> That's sort of my assumption.
0: That's also uh, a point I hadn't considered. Is I shouldn't frame it as could Harrison Ford play this character? It could be River Phoenix,
2: or uh, Sean Patrick Flannery could could be the one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he has a lot of adventures. Have either of you seen Mystery of the Blues?
1: Uh, the one where he plays the saxophone is that—that yeah. the only one that like has Harrison. <laughs> that's Ford the only I'm one that
2: Harrison sure, right? Ford is in, yeah, and he, and he has a beard in it.
0: I've only seen still images of Harrison Ford's face, and they're doing a lot for me. They do make me laugh. It's really—it's
2: <laughs> really something. Um, it's uh—it's—it's it's the one where, uh, as the title implies, uh, Indiana Jones uh, learns the mystery of the blues. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's nineteen. <laughs> 29 yeah something and he's like a that. white guy in new england yeah it's a mystery to him and he yeah
0: he uses a saxophone to get snow to fall off a roof on two bad
2: guys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would it's not really be great. out of place in a choose your own adventure
2: that is that's very true yeah so maybe the continuity does track <laughs> <laughs> i
1: i it really does. didn't expect this to
0: go this direction i was going Oh, we all revere Indiana Jones. Does this belong on at the foot of the pedestal of the great man? <laughs> and we all just went, Indiana Jones, kind of shitty sometimes. So yes.
1: He's kind yeah. of a doofus dorkus once in a while. So there's points where he's like, there's there's one ending where he's running and trips and drops the dove and you lose it. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> he does accidentally light TNT. He's, you know, stumbling, bumbling once in a while yeah that all feels in line with the same indiana jones who, like fucked the same chick as his dad <laughs> <laughs> you know that just feels like yeah this might as well happen too yep <laughs>
2: <laughs> always forget that detail
1: <laughs> not me i'm never forgetting it what nothing for <laughs> mutt i mean mutt didn't fuck the same lady as his dad that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. he got it he got a raw deal <laughs> You know, both Indy and Henry Jones Sr. fuck a Nazi too. Right. That is so the at that's least, the other
2: point there.
1: <laughs> at least Mutt Williams was like, I'm not fucking the same lady as my dad and she's not a Nazi. Mm-hmm.
0: I have my continuity Good for too. Who did they both sleep with? The lady the, the villain blonde, in the Last Nazi Crusade. Woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd
1: be okay for Mutt to sleep
0: with her. That's fine. As long as it's not his mom. All right.
1: <laughs> she's dead. So, yeah. It would not be possible for Mutt to sleep right. with the Nazi woman, and that's good. Also, Indy and Henry Jones Sr. sleep with her, knowing she's a Nazi, right? Uh,
2: I think, I think <laughs> one of, I think maybe it's like one time or one of them before they know, and the second time they're like, ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Also, I might decide to cut this later, but Hannah, Mutt is only in one movie. We don't know too much about him. And one of the only things we see him do is grave rob.
1: (laughs) To be fair, (laughs) he is dragged along with his shady dad, who's like, Mm -hmm. let's rob some graves. That's not Mutt's idea. Mutt's a good boy. Fair. (laughs) Hannah Blackman. I'm a Mutt defender. (laughs)
2: I'm cool with Matt. I got no problem with Matt. Matt. (laughs) I love him. Hannah Blackman.
1: He's a sensitive boy. Yes. You
2: are out for
0: a stroll on the dock,
1: and you see your old
0: pal, Indiana Jones. Yeah. (laughs) You walk up to him, and he tells you a whole story about this adventure he's on, and that's, that's what you love about Indy. He's always on some sort of adventure. He's always got something on the ball, and... You get the feeling you could really help him. He's a seafaring adventure. You're a seafaring man. You offer your services Mm -hmm. and he turns you down. You're a reasonable person who is not a homicidal lunatic. So you just go home sad. Mm. In order to cheer yourself up, (laughs) would you reach for Indiana Jones and the, what's this one called? Curse of Horror Island.
1: Yeah, honestly, this was really fun. There's a ton of choices and a ton of different ways you can go and where you end up, which is super fun. In some of the other ones, we had complained that you're just like reading for five or six or seven pages without having to make a choice, Mm -hmm. Mm. which can eventually get a little you're like, come on, I'm here for choices. And this one (laughs) had so many more choices than I could have expected. So many more outcomes. I do think it's really funny that half the choices are shoot a gun. Yep. So that was funny. (laughs) Fun for me. Yeah, I I think this would be a fun way to kill an afternoon, cheer myself back up, think about all the ways that without my help, Indiana Jones could die.
0: Yeah. Adam Volrich, (laughs) you are at the supermarket, and you get the classic choice presented to you, paper or plastic and you handle this choice like you handle every choice, you pull out your pistol.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds just like me.
0: You are sent to prison, which is a bummer, but you notice in the corner of your cell that the guards have missed a tattered copy of Indiana Jones and the Curse of Horror Island. Do you think in your current predicament that if you were to pick it up and read it, it would brighten your mood?
2: Absolutely, I'm in prison for waving my gun around a supermarket. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think that uh, this would be the perfect, uh, you know, escapism uh, for my 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 predicament. It would supply me a sense of agency that has been robbed of me by the state. Um, so, yeah, I I would absolutely read this uh, and and find it quite pleasant. I like
0: that in this role play, you're not taking responsibility for your actions. <laughs> I have been wrong.
2: I was in Florida. In Florida, you can wave a gun around a supermarket. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Andrew Overby, mm. you are Marcus Brody. <laughs> okay.
0: R.I.P. Me. Am I right?
1: <laughs> yeah. You have sent your buddy Indiana Jones on a, a what turned out to be a wild goose chase. Because you just forgot to check out Dr. Ravenwood's Uh, office.
0: Dove dove Chase.
1: Dove Chase. A wild Dove Chase. Fair enough. Fair enough. And you're a little concerned that when Indy comes back, he might be mad. But he's sending you updates on his journey. Mm -hmm. And you end up, through the updates, reading Indiana Jones and the Curse of Horror Island. You think he's going to beat the shit out of you when he gets home? Or is he going to return with some other cool dove? And you're off the hook.
0: Oh, please, R.L. Stein, the fans are asking for this. Give us all these Find Your Fates, the same books, in epistolary format. <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, I like the book. I like the book a lot. Uh, it was cool to have the triple choice. Um, but we simply must acknowledge Hannah. It just is easier to go hey i like the book when they take up this little time i mean (laughs) Mm. it might be the least good one we've read out of the three uh i no okay we disagree
1: i think ape slaves of howling island is my favorite one so far but then this and then giants of the silver tower oh well that's my order you
0: don't like giants of the silver tower because you uh couldn't get up the fucking tower I couldn't
1: get up the tower, (laughs) and there's too many endings where you don't encounter the tower at all, or the giants, Mm -hmm. which to me was like, that's not what I'm here for. At least with this guy, I'm on Horror Island 99% of the time.
0: Would you respect Mm. a person who said they hated the Statue of Liberty if they'd never been
1: in the torch? This is, but I could see it from a distance, (laughs) you know? To say, like, the question. I went to New York City and I couldn't find it, so I had a bad time at the Statue <laughs> of Liberty is okay, I think. I was promised a Statue of Liberty tour, and I never found the Statue of Liberty. That's a bad tour.
0: Yeah, but if somebody can't find the Statue of Liberty, <clears throat> I am uh, invalidating all their opinions.
2: But what if it's the tour guide that doesn't, that doesn't find it on your behalf?
1: And that's what the book did. It didn't take me there. Right. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, wow. it
2: didn't live up to the the promise of its title.
1: Andrew, go screw. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm just mad
2: because
0: I was at the top of the tower tickling a giant.
1: All right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like the book. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. I'm excited to read more. Hannah and I were saying, I guess I was saying yesterday, although it felt like the vibes were simpatico, that mm-hmm. these are a lot of fun. It feels like we could do more Choose Your Own Adventure down the line as... Something a tire yeah. seasons together or something.
1: Hell yeah, I love making charts. I, I kind love of it. think you
2: should be um, giving these charts to the people. Uh, you <laughs> brought up a, an Indiana Jones, you know, choose your own adventure wiki earlier, and you said it didn't have the pathways in it. It only has the winning too- pathway. Yeah, right. So I mean, Hannah, you got the graph. Like you could you could upload that thing.
1: Yeah. Now I have to figure out how to scan this like five and a half page.
2: I have a better idea, actually. Instead of just giving up the information, I think what you should do is you should uh, create like a dusty map and upload that and it should send someone on a, a quest to to find the chart. I think that's really the better, the better option here. I like that. Yeah.
1: I like that. 25 years from now, someone knocks on the door, their clothes are in rags, they're covered in filth, and they say, please, God, the chart, I've come for the chart.
0: Adam Volrich. Yes. What do you do?
2: Where do you do it? And why? Why? Well, that's the ultimate question, isn't it? Um... What do I do? Yes, I host a podcast called Eye of the Duck. Uh, it is a, a show about uh, movies and the scenes that make them special. Uh, every week we watch a movie. We tell you uh, everything you could ever want to know uh, and more about how the film got made, when it got made, how it got made, said that already, uh, why it got made, give you the whole uh, cultural and historical context. And then uh, we each offer up a sort of analysis of one single scene that we think defines the entire film. Uh, Those episodes come out every Monday uh, on whatever, uh, you know, device or application you use to listen to podcasts. However, you can also subscribe to uh, Wondery Plus or if you use the Amazon, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can download the Amazon Music app and you can get us uh, a week early and advertisement free. Mm -hmm. Um, And I believe given the date of this, uh, Foxes of Hydesville, uh, the aforementioned fiction podcast series starring... Uh, Carrie Mulligan that is available on uh, all platforms I think it should have aired all 10 episodes by now nine episodes by now Uh, and if you are just a person that likes fiction podcasts you can also check out American Hostage starring John Hamm uh, which is available on uh, on all podcast platforms that series is wrapped Um, and also if uh, if you would like to watch any of my short films you can find those at adamvolerich.com that's v-o-l-e-r-i-c-h
0: so I said your name me. wrong for two hours?
2: It's fine. I've just, uh, I've, I've lived here long enough to know that um, Americans can't say volerich, but they can say Volrich. So <laughs> I just, that's that's just the rules. If you're English, you got to say volerich. If you're not, you say volerich. It's That's it.
0: Great. I love to perpetuate that.
2: It's better than, it's better than, uh, better than Voleric or volerich or, uh, you know, a lot of people turn the CH into like a really hard K sound. So it's good. You did good. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you uh, for coming on, especially
0: not knowing us, you know, from Adam. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you for having me. This was very fun. Oh, it was lovely. And actually, um, I don't actually know how or why, but Hannah, I follow you on Letterboxd and have done for quite some time. Uh, and I like Thank your you. reviews. So
1: That's very kind. That's very, very kind. The real question,
2: though, is is why? why did I, how did I get there? I don't know. I don't know. There but there we go. Uh, That's how the internet works.
1: Pleasure. Thank you.
0: Well, this was great. Thank you for having me. Of course, you, so you, you should come back sometime for our bread and butter, which is uh, the film novelization.
2: I have, I have read, I have read one movie novelization, uh, which is the novelization of the Phantom Menace, and I read it when I was a kid. And I read it before I saw the movie, and it spoiled <laughs> the ending for me.
1: <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. the way to do. That's it. The That's the spirit the best, of novelizations.
0: Uh, you got to yeah. let them take the joy of the movie away. <laughs>
2: It, I didn't understand the concept of a movie novelization as I was reading it. I was like, cool, a book about Star Wars. And then I was like, nope, I've just read the movie. <laughs> <laughs> to our listeners, please do remember
0: to rate our podcast, review it, subscribe to it, check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash And as usual, I'm going to close out the episode by reading a passage from a classic piece of literature. Please do tweet at authorizedpod If you think, That you recognize what this is from hey indy's cousin how was your vacation with your cousin indy (laughs) oh it was pretty exhausting i think i'm gonna sit down with a nice book what are you gonna read i'm thinking i'll read the hunt for red october my great uncle's in it good night entirety of Indiana Jones and the Curse of Horror Island revolved around this ebony dove that everyone wanted. And in the spirit of that, I wanted to ask you, Hannah and Adam, what was the MacGuffin in this movie? And so the way this will work is that when you see an image such as the one you're looking at now, you can buzz in with your first name, whatever that may be, and take two guesses, one as to what the movie is, which will net you a point, and then also what the thing everybody
2: wanted in that movie is. Mm-hmm. And sorry, just to—is this—is this first image we're seeing? Is this—is this also one of the questions, or is this? Oh, just you like a, a Buzz. I'll bu- I'll buzz in. I'll, I'll make some guesses. I think I'm looking at um some version of a movie that is probably called something like Larry the Cable Guy Does Christmas. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I'm going to guess that the MacGuffin is the naughty or nice list uh, in the Christmas tradition.
0: I love those guesses, which are 100% wrong, (laughs) but exactly the type of guesses I like to see. So we are, of course, looking at Larry the Cable Guy dressed up as Santa. There's a little girl with a teddy bear. Everything's very Christmassy. The movie is the (laughs) WWE-sponsored Jingle All the Way 2.
1: Uh, What?
0: No way. This is real? And
1: the is the hot toy this season a la Jingle All the Way?
0: I'm going to need you to get a little more specific on what that toy might be. Is it the teddy bear? Hannah Blackman, it is the teddy bear, Harrison, oh, the
2: talking wow. bear. He's so ugly. Is, is the bear voiced by Larry the Cable Guy? Is my question. <laughs> Up next, what was the MacGuffin in this movie? I know this face. Why do I know this face? Is this is is this the Pee-wee Herman movie? And is it the bicycle? This is of course Pee-wee's Big Adventure, it and is. the MacGuffin okay.
0: was the bicycle from the poster. Mm. Okay. Good. We're looking at Francis here being very mad.
2: Wow, I haven't seen this in like 20 years. Well I, yeah, wow. Yeah, you had
0: it. You had it to pull. Wow. Up next, what was the McGovern in this? If no one has this, here's a second <laughs> image from the movie.
1: Hannah.
2: Oh, this is this is Oh, sorry, go ahead,
0: go ahead. Hannah Blackman.
1: This is Jingle All the Way 1. This is, of
0: course, Jingle All the Way 1. What was the MacGuffin in it's this film, Yes,
1: the, the action figure guy. I don't remember the name of it.
0: I'm uh, going to have to kick this over to Adam. Can you name the action figure, Adam? Yes, that would be Turbo Man. Yes, it's, of course, Turbo Man. I think that's a point for each person.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Up next, what was the MacGuffin in this film? Hannah. Hannah Blackman.
1: This is Goonies?
0: Who are we looking at here? Um,
1: Robert Davi. I think in the opening scene where he pretends to hang himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are looking at the moment where he, a children's with classic. a fake nuisance, smiles at someone he is about to harm. <laughs> <Yes>. um,
1: <laughs> and then MacGuffin there is like a, a pirate's treasure?
0: Yes. Uh, so this Great. is, of course, Robert Davi, uh, the, the ultimate example of, hey, you like that actor? Don't look up what he's been doing. <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, who directed that uh, that movie My Son Hunter about Joe Biden? Uh, Did he really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. He's having okay. a... He's getting work. What if I spun it that
1: way?
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's hot out there, folks. Up next, what was the MacGuffin in this movie?
1: Hannah Blackburn.
0: Oh, uh... Hannah Blackman. This
1: is Philip Seymour Hoffman from Mission Impossible 3, where the MacGuffin is a nonsense piece of technology called the rabbit's foot.
2: Yes. The anti-god. This is, of course, Mission Impossible 3 maybe. and
0: the rabbit's foot. You
1: thought I wasn't going to get that based off one image? Come on.
0: No, I knew you would.
1: My least favorite Mission (laughs) Impossible movie? I still have it.
2: Up next,
0: what was the MacGuffin in this film?
2: Adam. Adam. This is, of course, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and the Holy Grail would be the MacGuffin. Absolutely. In this case,
0: the title is also the MacGuffin, sort of. They don't want to find Monty Python. (laughs) (laughs) Up next, what was the MacGuffin in this film? Hannah Blackman. Hannah Blackman.
1: This is the Maltese Falcon, where the MacGuffin is the Maltese Falcon.
0: This is, of course, the Maltese Falcon, where the MacGuffin is... Kind of a, an ebony dove of its own. Yes. That's right,
2: Maltese. yeah. Maltese. That, that does look like the, uh, it looks exactly like the, the images in the
1: book, basically.
0: <laughs> Up next, what was the MacGuffin in this film?
1: I mean, this is psycho. I mean, she has a ton of money, but I wouldn't call it a MacGuffin because eventually, very quickly, nobody wants it.
0: Mm, mm. Well, you and I differ. <laughs> I called it the money.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to take that point. <laughs> <laughs> he sinks it in the lake and they all just forget about it forever it's, it's a yeah, red heron <laughs> it's not a MacGuffin
0: there is a MacGuffin in the film for the first act and then it goes away alright <laughs> up next what was the MacGuffin in this film?
2: Uh, Adam. Adam I'm gonna take a guess at the film I don't know it but is this the film Ronin? this is of course the film
0: Ronin mm
2: okay i have not seen ronin but i just i had the sense that this might be ronin so i don't know what the macguffin is but i'm gonna guess maybe uh money (laughs) hannah
1: i've never seen this movie either i didn't even know sean bean was in it i
0: i could be misremembering but there's this scene in ronin that everyone loves where uh sean bean shows up and he goes uh I'm really good at crime, and you should have me on your team. And De Niro just really <laughs> proves him wrong super fast. He's like, well, what would you do in this case? What would you do in this case? And just humiliates him. And he goes away, maybe 15 minutes into the movie, and he doesn't come back. It's crazy.
1: So you're saying I shouldn't watch this movie because Sean Bean is in it? Because he's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, just, I just think it's nar- narratively daring to have a man with such a... Uh, 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 He's scary. And then he goes, Oh, I'm
2: mad. And he walks away and he never comes back. So, like, De Niro negs him out of the film. He's just yes. like, You're too mean. You've hurt my feelings. I guess I quit.
0: Yes, exactly. Wow.
1: Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, you're saying the MacGuffin is me watching the movie wanting Sean Bean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's fair. It, of course,
0: is a mystery suitcase uh, a la Pulp Fiction.
2: Oh. Uh, so, it's like a proper MacGuffin. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like a true (laughs) one, like a rabbit's foot, Mission Impossible 3 style. All right, our final question. What is the MacGuffin in this film? Adam. Adam Volrich.
2: This is the film Road Trip, and the MacGuffin is an accidental sex tape, right? This is, of course, DJ Qualls from the movie Road Trip, and the MacGuffin
0: is a tape of sex sent in the mail.
2: I'm loath to admit I've seen this film relatively recently. Um, there was during uh, during lockdown, my wife and I were like, "Let's watch all the like two thousands like teen comedies. That'll be really fun." Mm-hmm. And we watched the American Pie films, harmless enough. We got to this one. She turned to me, "This movie sucks, and I'm done with this genre." <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, that was the nail in the coffin.
1: Can I ask a stupid question? Sure. sure. From what is the term MacGuffin? originate like what movie oh i don't know that is there something where it's literally called a MacGuffin, or it's a guy that they're looking for like
2: nowadays mcguffin is the uh it's the bar at any amc theater right yep yes (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) some
0: of my some of my darkest times before getting sober were at a mcguffins i actually the last time i ever drank was at a mcguffins after seeing i tanya oh wow wow Anyway, I thought that would play funnier that I that my darkest moment was in a MacGuffins, but it was just sad. So noted for future anecdotes.
1: <laughs> I've only had good times at MacGuffins to balance it out. <laughs> <laughs>